of 2 Kings. I think it's chapter 13, I think it is, verse 21. It, it, it teaches you before that, that Elisha died. And Elisha was sick. If you, if you don't know, those of you that are here and those of you watching online, if you don't know the story, Elisha asked for a double portion of blessing. Right? You all know them? Alright, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Make yourselves comfortable. I was glad when they said unto me that you may enter into the house of the Lord but only with 50 people. This, this crowd is very quiet. I, thought, I think they maybe forgot what it is to be in church. You're allowed to scream, right? So I need you to talk back to me, please. Every week we were here all alone with nobody here preaching to the, to the chairs and the ants crawling on the ground. I finally have at least 30 people here that I can preach to and we can sing to. So I need to do just a little bit more shout, just a little bit. It just encourages us a little bit. Come on. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, okay, so, so Elisha asked for a double portion of blessing. Which camera am I looking at? This one, that one. Elisha asked for a double portion of blessing. If you don't know the story, let me explain it to you. It's in the Bible. You can Google it as well. Elijah performed eight miracles. And he asked for a double portion. Elisha performed 16 miracles. They were double in number. They were double in portion, in stature, in charisma, in power. They were doubled. But the Bible says that after that, Elisha died. He fell sick. A man that was so anointed by God. Anointed. If you ever fall sick, it's not a curse. It is sickness. If somebody dies in your home or in your family out of sickness, it's not a curse. You're watching online. It's not a curse on your home. It is sickness. The Bible says that Elisha felt so sick that he died out of that sickness. A man anointed by God. And they put him in the tomb. And if you don't know Lot's son, I, I, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, Lot's son Moab, in charge of the Moabites, they were, rock, um, they were running um, mockery across the entire land at the time. And these people said, you know what, there, there, was a, there was a man, a poor man that died and they wanted to give him a burial. And they looked over the mountain and they saw the Moabite army coming against them causing a havoc and when they saw this army they took this man who they didn't even know and they threw him into the tomb of Elisha and the Bible says that when this dead man hit the bones of Elisha that his body revived and he stood up on his feet and he came alive standing up because his body dead body hit the bones of Elisha. How much more anointing we can have on our lives that we are alive to declare the Lord God Almighty. If we don't praise Him, guess what? Not just the bones, but the rocks will praise Him. Ain't no rock gonna praise God in my place. As long as I'm alive, I will praise His name and I will give Him glory in the name of Jesus. It's time for the church to rattle in a rattling sound. It's time for the church to rise 
sit down sit down sit down sit down don't you love these guys hand clapping about maybe 15 15 hands 10 15 hands let's see if we can double that to maybe about 30 hands how much you appreciate this this team that we have here all right so every one of you online and everyone that's here i think they will be starting auditions soon um i i have the right to to declare it first so they they're going to be starting auditions soon i think a video will be sent out and they will give you more information about that when the time comes amen are you glad to be in the house of the lord let me before i before i start let me let me ask you a question to all of you that are here how uh, please talk back to me don't don't look at me like you don't understand um how many of you how was the feeling being at home being watching the screen the church service on the screen was it exciting thank you somebody else anybody else how many of you enjoyed that whole experience okay How many of you must being in this place? 1 I feel like a teacher at school. Well, in in the classroom there is only about 25 kids, right? Is it about 25 of you? Okay, 20. Praise God. Every one of you watching online, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us. I pray you stay connected with us and every one of you that are here as well. Stay connected with us the whole week through. We start on a morning prayers again tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock praying for different things. We're going to start first with government. Starting first with things of government and then going down the line the whole week through. Pray with us, stand with us from 9 to half past 9. Today's service, um, we will close off with Holy Communion. If you have your smart devices there at home and you that are sitting here as well if you haven't had the opportunity there will be a basket that will come around for all of you that are here and you that are on uh, online watching at home take out your smart devices right now and sow into the storehouse this is good ground trust me I'm a living testimony of this this is good ground and when you sow into the storehouse you will be blessed your family will be blessed. We stand with you, praying with you, standing praying for you every day and for your needs. If you're on the um online right now, won't you put up on the chat um what you what you are desiring for, what you want us to stand in agreement with, what you're trusting God for, or if you want to even give a testimony of how the Lord has blessed you this whole week. Um put it up. Thank you so much. Well done Faith Band. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. Appreciate you. The dead will rise again. Um my mom and dad seems to they love online. They they better than me when it comes to a smart device. Truth be told, every day as soon as I pick up my phone and I started my own or I have a team that runs all the media platforms for me and I, but I started running my own Instagram now um monitoring myself and I've I've noticed um every time I go on Instagram my mom is on there. And she knows us Instagram better than me. and my wife put together and i asked my wife the other day how some things work on instagram because i'm still new to it forgive me don't laugh at me i'm 41 and and she's like 
But your mom is on Instagram more than me. Why don't, why don't we ask her? I said, yeah, I think I will because we don't know what to do. So anyway, because this tech team sometimes is not always um, online to, to help. Let me stop before I get into trouble. So please, if you want to, uh, put up as well on the, on the chat your, your testimony, how God has blessed you this, um, this whole three weeks through, how God has blessed you and touched your life, what God has done for you in your home and your family. Amen. All right, let's get into the Word of God. Ezekiel chapter 37. I'm going to start with a series this, um, for the next maybe three, four weeks. The first time I'm doing a series and I've titled the series, watch it, There's a Rattle in the Church. There's a rattle in the church. I've realized that God needs to rattle some things. If you turn to Ezekiel, um, Jeremiah, Lamentations, and then you will find Ezekiel. Ezekiel 37. Now you that's on your on stage and you that's there listening to me, please do not be quiet. I feel like I'm all alone if you stay quiet. I love a church that responds back to me and speaks back to me. I'm like the singer Clint Brown. I like to get the response of the people. Then it feels like as worshipers, we are like this. As praisers and worship leaders, when you get from praising and worshiping, leading praise and worship, you're so used to the entire church screaming and shouting and all everybody, there's this big noise. And then when you get from praising and worshiping to preaching, you stand all alone. You're the only one holding a microphone and everyone is quiet. It's a very big gap. It's a very big difference. It's, so please talk back with me. Amen. Amen. Are you here, church? Are you hungry? Oh, now I touched on the right spot. Now I'm on the right. Okay. Nobody wants to hear about bones this morning. We want to know about meat. Don't talk to me about dry bones. That's for the dogs. Talk to me about meat. I went this morning to the kitchen and I opened the pot and I smelled that mutton curry that my wife cooked last night. I literally wanted, like Haywire from, from Prison Break, I literally wanted to shove my entire face in that pot and shake my face in that meat. Oh, Lord. I just had a revelation of meat. Oh, You hungry? I'm teasing you, right? Okay. Trust me, this is not just about dry bones. You're going to enjoy this. There's a rattle in the church. There's a rattling sound in the church. There's a rattle that needs to occur in the church. There's a rattle that needs to happen in the church and in the, from the church it needs to go to our lives and from the church it needs to go to our homes and from the church it needs to go to our community. From the church it needs to go to our studying and from the church it needs to go to our education. From the church it needs to go to our, our job and to our children and to our finance and to our health 
and from the church a rattling sound needs to rattle across from the church but the thing is it starts from the church it needs to start from the church it doesn't start from the church then we have a problem because then there is no vision and the Bible says where there is no vision the people perish you can pray as much as you want to at home you can cry about it all day and night and you can fast about it but unless there is vision that is given from this pulpit and direction that is given from here this is why we have a church this is why we come to church this is why there is a church vision is given out from here and a rattling sound is gonna move from this pulpit down to your lives and your homes and your families and things are going to change this is a year of renewal this is a year of new beginnings this is a year of starting over this is a year of a new thing happening a rattling sound is going to happen a rattling sound is going to infiltrate your home and your lives and you're going to start seeing your husband not being the same anymore he's a bit different your husband that never ever went to church is going to get up one Sunday morning and say you know what I feel itching all over me I feel uncomfortable I'm, I'm restless I think maybe we need to go to church and your answer is yes that's the bones rattling inside of your body that knows it needs to go to church have you ever seen a dead man walk to church a dead man walking to church with dry bones walking to church and when he comes to church he's alive and restored and healed in the name of Jesus there's a rattling sound that needs to start and it needs to start in the church from vision going across to your vision in your home there's a rattling sound so I've titled today's message from dryness to wetness from dryness to wetness from dryness to wetness Ezekiel chapter 37 from verse 1 to 10 because this is the start of the series I will start with reading the entire story next week we will read portion and then the week thereafter as well please stay with me if you can Ezekiel chapter 37 from verse 1 it reads the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley. Underline the word valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. Take note that this was not dead humans, this was dead bones. This was dry bones, meaning that they have been dead for a long while for there to be no flesh at all. It's just dry bones. Verse 3, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know again he said to me prophesy to these bones and say to them oh dry bones hear the word of the Lord 
Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live and I will put sinews, that means flesh and, and veins on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord God. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise. I said there was a noise. There was a noise, a suddenly, a rattling, a rattling noise, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Everything covered but no breath in them. It reminds me of when God created man. Let me give you a little, little taste of next week's and the following week's message. It reminds me of when God created man. He created man and put bone together, flesh together, made him a perfect being, but there still was no life because there was no breath in him. And God breathed breath into him and man became a living being let me give you another taste of another message that I will preach God created woman out of a bone of man can these bones live he created a woman out of a bone and here he's creating an army out of bones let me stop right here and say woman there's an army in you lady woman of God there's an army in you there is power in you there is life in you there is resurrection power in you can these bones live? yes they can there is resurrection power that is given in every woman of God there is power from on high that is given that's why a woman knows the heart of God and knows when God speaks it is the word of the Lord she knows the voice of the Holy Spirit in a still small way it takes us man a little bit longer to get whole in touch with the Holy Spirit but a woman has an army inside of her she has power that is given to her and verse 9 says also he said to me Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. There's two things about this. In the beginning of creation, God breathed into man. Here he's telling Ezekiel, prophesy breath. In the beginning, he breathed into. You see, right in the beginning, he breathed breath. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
he breathes breath into human even when you die god doesn't have to repeat the cycle he just needs to speak rise up in the name of jesus that's why when someone dies if you want to resurrect them like he resurrected Lazarus he didn't have to go back to the beginning and go to Lazarus and breathe into Lazarus he just had to stand on the outside of the tomb and speak Lazarus come forth because even though you are dead yet shall you live because I've already breathed life into you there's already life in you you see man will not see the life that is in you but God sees the life that is in you because he made you in his image he made you in his likeness he created you with breath inside of you so even though you might be dead yet shall you live because what God has put together let no man separate that scripture is not just talking about marriage that scripture is talking about you as a being God put you together no man has a right to destroy your body that goes out to all the men haters out there that despises women the Bible says that God put them together and he breathed life into them we have no authority to take life from them Hallelujah. Jesus. He breathed life into him. So I prophesied and breath came into them. Verse 10. And they lived and they stood up upon their feet. An exceedingly great army. Next week I'm going to teach you. Very silent. Bring your notepads, bring your pen. I'm going to teach you very, very slowly about three things. Live stand up on your feet and number three an exceeding great army next week I'm not going to preach to you next week I'm going to teach you this we're going to break up this entire scripture what it means to live to stand up on your feet because a lot of us we're living but we're still sitting down we're living but we're still sitting down we're on our backside and not on our feet the Bible says live now that you are living stand up on your feet and now that you are on your feet be a great army okay let's leave that for next week so I prophesied and they stood up an exceedingly great army from dryness to wetness okay Nobody likes a dry person. Let me explain this to you very quickly. Nobody likes a dry person. Nobody likes anybody that's dry. Nobody likes a dry waiter. You go, oh, everyone has been to a restaurant, right? You go to a restaurant and the waiter comes up to you. Hello, can I take your order, please? Uh, sorry, what specials do you have today? I don't know what specials we have. Let me go check in the kitchen. I'm coming now, okay? And he comes back after 10 minutes. Hi. Sorry, and you call the manager immediately. No waiting, no patience. Now when we go to a restaurant, there's no patience. 
I'm guilty of this. Don't don't act so You know what I'm talking about, right? Like after today, like I know all of you just can't wait for the service to end because you can't wait to to go and break fast. You're only breaking fast at 3 o'clock. We started the fast. <laughs> we started the fast 3 weeks ago at 3 o'clock. Remember? So 21 days exactly will only be 3 o'clock. You thought you're going to break fast at 12. No, you put that food in the fridge and you wait till 3 o'clock. And you wait now for the SMS from your pastor, you know from your area pastor, you may now break fast. My fellow leaders and congregation. <laughs> okay, so they look so scary now. They all look at me like don't you dare tell us that we will break fast we will break it you don't tell us what to do <laughs> see their faces okay next week nobody is here everybody at your home online <laughs> okay so you're sitting in the restaurant right i'm just teasing you you know me by now so you're sitting in the restaurant and there's no waiting <clears throat> no patience then he comes back by, by then you already called the manager and you said why didn't nobody did anybody see you nobody saw to me you go and call somebody else finally you get them what what do you like please can we have a uh, coke for everybody five cokes five cokes yeah, and one cappuccino and um make it two burgers extra hot with chips um a kilo prawns and a peri peri chicken half chips half rice right and give me some sushi just prawn nigiri on the side for starters and maybe some clams and some mussels on the side okay fine and then you ask the most important question the most important question how long is all of this going to take and he tells you ah, about 20 minutes you look at your watch and you keep score you watch the time by the minute and it goes maybe to 30 and you try to get his attention and he's outside by the door and we then we do the one thing that is wrong in this country <laughs> hello yes ah yes and then he comes to you uh sorry it's 30 minutes already oh sorry let me go check by the what's happening and then he comes like after 10 minutes and tells you oh, it's going to take another 10 minutes now it is 25 minutes over the 20 minutes that guy's not getting any tip right a small percentage maybe 1% of what your bill is but you immediately cut him out because he's dry nobody likes dryness Nobody likes a dry person. A dry husband. Get up in the morning all grumpy. Just sitting. Morning lovey, how you doing? Hey, leave me alone. Go bath. Smelling. <laughs> What you thinking about? Nothing. So, darling, what's on your mind? Nothing, man. sitting all day just grumpy you just moody you just upset why you have no idea but you just upset you're sitting the whole day watching netflix snacking 
dry. Husbands, no wife likes a dry husband. From dryness to wetness. Nobody likes a dry person. A dry husband. A dry friend. A dry person. Nobody is attracted to dryness. There is only one person according to scripture that is attracted to dryness and that is the devil. Only one person that is attracted to dryness. Matthew chapter 12 verse 43. It's confirmed again the same story in Luke chapter 11 verse 24. But I will read, I will read Matthew chapter 12 verse 43. It says when an unclean spirit goes out of a man. He goes through dry places. Seeking rest. And finding none. The only person that is attracted to dryness is the devil. The only person that likes a dry place is the devil. If I didn't know, if I didn't like you and if I was a bit evil. And if I wanted to always make sure that I had access to you. I will do things to you. To keep you dry. So that I always have control over your life. And before you know it, it's the end. You don't realize it. That you're in a dry place. Thinking that you're all wet. But you're in a dry place. That's why the Bible says that the spirit will have you discerning. What is right and what is wrong. What is good and what is evil. What is of God and what is not of God. What is for you and what is not for you. And if it is for you, in, is it in the right season for you? Or is it in the wrong season for your life? Nobody likes a dry person but the devil. A dry beautician. Imagine then. All you ladies, you've been to a uh, salon before, right? So if you don't know, I know she looks like the mask of Zolo right now. If you don't know the session. So you went to a salon, right? Imagine you go to a salon. And while you're there at the salon, this person comes behind you and says, Pull your hair back. Lean forward. No, side, man. Side, side. Pull your hair back. Sit up straight. And no communication to you at all. Doesn't ask you how you're doing, what's, how's your day, what's your name. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about, right? Immediately, attitude changes the entire perspective. Nobody likes a dry person. Isn't it funny how attitude changes the whole experience? It doesn't matter how much it was. Sometimes you will still enjoy being there. Even though they didn't even cut your hair right. You will enjoy being there because of the experience. Attitude changes the entire perspective. We sometimes blame, our, blame others for what we brought on ourselves. Write that down please. 
and let that be one of your 10 commandments in life. We sometimes blame others for what we brought on ourselves. Remember them. Always remember them. Before you blame someone else, look at your own self. Look at your own life. Where do you need to change? Because we can't change the whole world. We can't change everybody else. I can't change pregnant, but I can change myself. If he wants to stay the way he is, there's nothing I can do about it. If he wants to be big size and I lost weight, I'm so proud about that fact. I went from 90 down to 77. Can I help? Can I, can I tell him uh, house stories, please? Just one house story. My wife told me that you're not so comfortable anymore. Because she always sleeps on the shoulder and on this arm. And she said, maybe you need to get your arms a little bit bigger. I love the size, but get your arms a little bit bigger. Because you're not so comfy anymore. She was used to the fatness for one year and the experience of it. And now, I have to change. I can't change him, but I can change myself. I can start with myself. So before you look at somebody else, Look at your own life. I wonder if the enemy is not working through you because you're a dry place. Because you're a dry place. You want the devil messing up your home? Keep your house dry. And you might say, you know what? The devil will pay back seven times what he has stolen. Everything that the enemy has stolen will return back to me a hundredfold. You can scream all you want to when you are finished with the whole dance. Guess what? There is still dryness. Because change starts from here and then goes on the outside. I can, conf I can confess all the scriptures that I want to, but unless I change first, you see, faith works from the inside out. Faith is something that has to be activated and has to be orchestrated and has to be applied. I have to apply my faith. I have to do faith. Faith is a verb. I have to do faith. I cannot just sit at home and confess scripture upon scripture upon scripture. It doesn't work. I have to apply faith. I have to first confess the word and confess faith and activate that faith and live that faith and then only will I see that scripture works. And then only will I see that scripture working. The devil will pay back a hundredfold. Uh-uh. He won't pay back a hundredfold unless you activate your faith first. What is he going to pay back if you don't even know what he's supposed to be paying back in the first place? He'll pay back death upon your home. And then what are you going to do? He'll pay back sickness upon your home. He'll pay back what he wants to pay back. But unless you know scripture, only if you speak out scripture and you speak out scripture through faith, then only will he pay back what he stole from you. So if you were stolen at work and you went through a patch at work and something went wrong in your life at work and the enemy stole what was supposed to be yours if you don't confess it properly and speak it properly he will pay back you losing that job instead of you paying back you getting a promotion you follow me? 
going to be quiet now you're listening you got it right you got it okay dryness see because i need joy that will last past past the, the the parking lot on the outside i need joy that that not only when i get pastor own preaching on on youtube but i need joy also when my smart device it dies off what happens when all the when when the electricity goes off and when there is load shedding what happens when the power goes off what are you going to hold on to then because there there is no smart device you cannot put on the praise and worship on the big screen because now there's no generator you can't put on praise and worship you can't put on the word which word are you going to listen to when all the lights goes off and now your phone battery dies because there's no power to charge your phone you can't pick up your phone and listen to the word and listen to the chat and watch the message and watch the praise and worship and play it back you can't do that anymore there is no power in your home there's no electricity what are you going to hold on to what word are you going to call cry onto then because there is no power there is no electricity there is no smart device what word are you going to hold on to then there is no uh, social media no twitter no instagram no youtube no facebook nothing your phone is dead what word are you going to hold on to What word are you going to hold on to? How much of scripture do you know? What word are you going to hold on to when everything dies off and when everything is gone flat and there's total darkness and there's dryness across the entire land? What word are you going to hold on to then? Because I need a word that will not just hype me on Sunday but will elevate me on Monday. I need a message and a word. I need a word inside of me that will grow from the inside of me that I can sit myself and say, "Lord, teach me this word not just looking up on a screen you see right now through the pandemic we have gotten so addicted to the smart device and we look at it every day and without that smart device when the lights goes off it feels like our life has come to an end because we don't know what it is like anymore to pick up a book and read We don't know what it is like anymore to sit with our families just with a candle and play monopoly. We don't know what it is like to call our children together, play, get in a get a guitar and just strum the guitar and sing all together and praise the Lord. No, we need electricity. Our phone must be plugged in. YouTube must be on. I have to put this up on Instagram what I'm doing. And if I can't do it then something is wrong. What would Jesus do? Because you see in John chapter th- chapter 7 verse 37 to 38 it says on the last day the great day of the feast this is the last day they were fasting and at the last day the great day of the feast like today like you what you're going to do later on at 3 o'clock and at 12 o'clock you're going to feast just like that on the last day of the feast Jesus stood out and he cried out he stood up amongst all of them the fast is now over picture this the fast is now over and Jesus is standing in the middle of all of them everybody is leaving to go and feast it's the last day of the fast they're going to break their fast and Jesus stands up in the middle of all of them and he cries out if anyone thirst let him come to me and drink he who believes in me out of his heart 
will flow rivers of living water from dryness to witness. And everybody's like, that guy crazy. Uh, Jesus, we know you're all about your healing power and all of that, but I think you lost it a little bit. We don't want to drink from you. I know you're cute, you're cute and all that, but we don't want to drink from you right now. I'd rather go and feast with my lamb stew. And he cried out. And I wondered if Jesus had to appear right here, right now. And if he had to say, if anyone thirsts, come unto me. I wonder how many of us will leave our smart devices and run to him. Or will we question, are you the son of God? Is it really you? You see, because the Bible teaches us that when Jesus appears again, they that know him will run to him. And if you don't see, everybody knows about him, but not everybody knows him. You will only know if you know him when your faith is tested. You see, I have seen through this past month that, that, that my wife and we know him. I can, I, can, I can speak this way. I'm not bragging about it. I can speak this way because I am leading you. If I am not standing above it, I'm crying every day. And if I'm giving up, where will that leave you? My wife lost her dad a few weeks ago. But I've seen her every day be on her knees and cry out to God and still give him praise and glory. Even though she knows that he is there with him, she never blames him but she gives him glory and I looked at her strength every day and that strength increased in me and that strength blessed me and that strength increased and fell upon me and that gave me strength and it elevated my faith and I went on my knees and I cried upon the Lord like the Bible says call upon me in the day of trouble I will deliver you and you shall glorify me and I've seen her every day call upon the name of the Lord still pray for the people of God still pray for the families knowing that what she was going through crying yes we mourning yes we feel the pain we going through it one day at a time but even still we are crying and we might be mourning we are not weak we still on our knees praying and crying out before God and giving him glory and giving him praise and blessing his name and say Lord bless the people touch the people we cry out for the people's needs in the name of Jesus you see that is the heart of a shepherd that is the heart of where we stand crying out for the people even though we might be weak in our body our spirit is strong you might know about him but you will know only know him the day when your faith is tested from dryness to wetness only when tragedy hits your home that you will that that's when you will know the strength of your faith in your home. Only when a pandemic hits your home, that's only when you will know the strength of your home. When this pandemic hit this entire world and this nation, what was the first thing we did? We turned to dryness. Oh, it's the end. It's never going to be the same. It's over. It's the end. God is not answering. 
People even said, God has left us. He's no more answering. God is mad with us. This is his curse. This is him. No. You of little faith. How dare you speak words of damnation if you don't know the word of God because the Bible says that he has come to give life and life more abundantly. It's not over until God says it's over. Yes, families have died. Yes, homes have been destroyed. Lives have been destroyed. Things have been destroyed all over. But at the end, we a nation can still rebuild because our foundation is the Word of God. Our foundation is the Word of God. And as long as this is our foundation, no matter what comes our way, we might get beaten. We might fall down sometimes. We might grow weary. But we will rise up. Because we are not focused on a dryness. But we focused on the wetness of his word. I've come to give you rivers of loving water. I'm going to stand on this chair. Wow, did, did, did you see that? Did, 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 you see, did you see that? I didn't fall. The chair didn't break. How do you know I have faith in this chair? I have so much of faith in this chair right now. I just stood up on it. I didn't pray about it. And I say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, as I stand on this chair right now, I will not fall. This chair will not break. You will hold up all four legs in the name of Jesus. I don't say any of that. I just stood up on the chair. How do you know I have so much of faith on this chair? I stood on it. How do you know that I have faith in the Word of God? Because I'm standing on it. The very fact that I'm standing on this Word and not standing on the pandemic of life means that I trust in this Word. I depend on this Word. I rely on this Word. This Word is yea and amen. It's what this Word says and one, one, not what the pandemic says. It's what the Word says and not what culture says. It's what the Word says and not what the community says. It's what the Word says and not what people say. It's what the Word says and not what our friends say. It's what the Word says and not what our faithless family might say. It's what the Word says and not what anybody else might say. It's what the Word says and not what social media might say. It's what the Word says and the Word says that the Word is yay and amen. I stand on this Word. I rely on this Word. Thank you. I depend on this Word. As we break fast today, this try three weeks was not about the food. It's about the word and prayer. It's about standing on this word. And as you break your fast, yes, you might feast with non-veg, but as you might feast, remember the greatest thing in life is that you are feasting with family. Love your family and hold on to your family 
because you will never know when it's your last day with them. And if there's anything that you can give to your family and give to your home is the witness of his word. Give him, give them the word of God. It's good to buy everything else. But the Bible says, raise up your children in the ways of the Lord. The ways of the Lord is not a Jordan one every week. Oh, now you don't like what I'm saying. Okay. Let me tease you a little bit more. The ways of the Lord is not you nagging them about doing school every week. Get into class. Do well. Why are you not doing well? Why you didn't get an A? But I got a B. Last month I got a D. But you saw as I get an A. The ways of the Lord is not nagging them. The ways of the Lord is giving them scripture. And scripture says, first commandment, love. The ways of the Lord is loving your children. Sometimes all your children want is just for you to give them love. Love. Just a little hug now and then. Just a little kiss, a little smooch now and then. Where's Bonsuita? Just a little kiss now and then. Sometimes all your children want is the wetness of his word. And not the dryness of your life. Stop complaining about the dryness of your life. You know, this is what happened at work today. This is what they said about me. This is what they did to me. I met an accident today. Oh, my, uh, my tire burst. I didn't have no, no, did you imagine? Not a single car stopped. Nobody stopped for me. It must be because I'm Indian. Nobody stopped. Nobody likes me in this world. Nobody likes me in this place. I don't be praying every day. Maybe we're going to the wrong church. Because not, our prayers doesn't seem to be answered. And we complain the whole day long. Complain to our children. Complain to our spouse. Complain about everything what's going on. And the devil sits in the middle of complaints. And he coils himself around your complaints. And he says, go on. Go on. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it some more. Preach it some more. Preach it some more. And we continue preaching about the dryness of our lives. And our children go to bed crying, silently saying I wish mommy and daddy can just give me just a little bit of water come to me all he who thirst and I will give you rivers of loving water from dryness to wetness and now let's go to John chapter 4 Yes, let's go back to the story of worship that I love so much. John chapter 4. But let's look at something else to this week that we have not seen before in John chapter 4. I've read this over and over and over about the story of spirit and truth. And I loved what you put up um, on your WhatsApp status. I copied it. I'm going to copy it in one of my messages if you don't mind. I will give you the credit for it and honor where honor is due. Uh, but let's look at something else this morning. John chapter 4, but let's go all the way back to verse 7. 
It says a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, "Give me a drink." Now I want you to underline that because the story of John chapter 4 is all about this one statement, "Give me a drink." We thought it was all about worship. We'll get there. But he said, "Give me a drink." Wow, the son of man, the son of God, thirsty He's asking a lady that he doesn't know him being a Jew is asking a woman from Samaria knowing that they were in so much of warfare they didn't agree to one another they didn't like one another and now he's asking a woman from Samaria give me a drink he's going against religion he's going against the law he's going against everything that the prophets of old taught and he's asking a Samaritan woman give me a drink John chapter 4 verse 13 and 14 says Jesus answered and said to her whoever drinks of this water will thirst again but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life read that scripture again the water that i will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing will become in him will become in him a fountain he's literally telling you there is a fountain that is in you that is, that's going to spring up from you and when you drink of that water you will not thirst again i will fill you and whatever i fill you with you have a fountain of it a fountain is something that continually goes and goes it never runs dry it always flows and this fountain is in you and you will never run dry you will continually be in the wetness of my spirit in the wetness of my word in the wetness of my word and my law and my teachings in the wetness of my anointing because there is a fountain that is in you that will spring up out of you watch this onto your children and your children's children question how big is your fountain because if your fountain is small guess what your children got no inheritance but just an inheritance of money but they got no inheritance of blessing they got no inheritance of favor they got no inheritance of the word of god all they have is just the money that is what in is in in your will but they will only get a fountain of blessing a fountain of the anointing that is in you i don't stand you on my own accord I stay uh, one of one of our friends as an advocate sent sent um my wife and I a message and she told you you keep on standing where you are we encourage uh, each another every now and then we 
ministering friends. So we encourage one another with a word of God every, every now and then, once or twice a, a month. And she told me, you stay where you are because where you are is a blessing and anointing that came out from your grandparents parents and now the flows on you you didn't just come there on your own because nobody saw the tears nobody saw the hours spent on your knees nobody saw the time when they were all sleeping and it was all dark and you were on your knees praying nobody saw how you tarried every week coming to church and sorting out the stage and fixing and and putting things together for the band when there was nobody around nobody saw all the time that you sowed nobody saw all the hours that your mother was on her on her knees praying for you when you were gone to school nobody saw the hours that your dad spent with you teaching you the word of God and sowing life into you and teaching you faith and giving you nuggets about the word of God maybe you didn't understand it back then but guess what now I do we don't stand here on our own accord it's the fountain that flowed out from our grandparents. My grandma prayed seven times a day. That fountain flowed onto her daughter, and that fountain from her daughter flowed onto me and flowed onto our family. Now it flows onto our children. That's why my daughter, at seven years old, can sing on the stage and give God glory. Oh, don't be cute about your clapping now. Yeah. And I stand in complete humility with what I say. Some of these people don't even didn't even know anything about music. When they started off, they couldn't even move left to right. Couldn't even sing on chord. We don't stand here on our own accord. We stand here because of what our parents sowed into us. Yeah, I know Amy's not around anymore, but it's the work that she did all those years that she was alive that you sit behind this instrument. You stand here today because of what she sowed, because of her diligence and her faithfulness. Jeremy, Google. Parents, Declan, Dekshina, your mom is involved in church. Every one year, it's because of what was sown into your life that we stand. It's not just our own accord. So what fountain is flowing out from you, mom? Dad, what fountain is flowing out from you? It is a fountain. Is it a fountain of hate? Is it a fountain of you cursing? Is it a fountain of you fighting? Is it a fountain of you complaining? Is it a fountain of mom and dad always fighting? Or is it a fountain of living waters? Is it a fountain of dryness? Or is it a fountain of wetness? And she said, you mean you will give me something that I already have? It's a fountain that is in me. And verse 15, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water. 
I'm tired of what I'm going through. I'm tired of the life I'm living. Lord, give it to me. 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 Lord, I need you to give it to me. I'm tired of finding blessings here. I'm tired of trying breakthrough here. Nothing is happening in my life. Lord, give it to me. If you are declaring that you are going to give me fountain and a blessed life and you water, Lord, give it to me. Where is this water? Give it to me. I want it right now. Give it to me. I want it right now. Give it to me. I want it right now. Give me this water. Give me this water. Give me this water. Give me this water. I want it right now. And she said, Lord, sir, if this is what you're talking about, give me this water. Give it to me right now. I wish I had three people that will shout and scream and say, Lord, give it to me. 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 Give it. Give it to me. 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 Give it. Give it. Give it. Give it to me. 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 Lord, give it to me. Sometimes we are so tired of what we're going through. We still complain about the pain and the struggle. But because we are so used to the dryness in our lives, we will not even say, Lord, give it to me. But we will say, Lord, if it is your will. Of course it's his will. Of course it's his will for you to be blessed. For you to have the wetness and fruitfulness. There is no fruit in dryness. Bible says, we're the branches, he's the vine, the true vine. We are the branches and we bear fruit. How can we bear fruit in dryness? How can we bear fruit on our children and our children's children? I'm all about family. I'm all about family. So I'll always speak this way. Because at the end of the day, family is all we have. What better than family? And family is all we have. Don't you want to see your children and your family prosper and being blessed? It's all about family. So Lord, give it to me. How are we bearing fruit in dryness? From dryness, the church is rattling the church is rattling and the church needs to rattle into the witness of God and she said give it to me and verse 16 Jesus turns around and he tells her go call your husband knowing all things that there's five of them and the sixth one and go and call your husband see what he was doing he was cleansing her out he was cleansing her out because he had to turn her from dryness to wetness and then go all the way down to verse 24 and then it says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth oh wait a minute now we're talking about worship I thought the whole chapter we're talking about water where did worship come from we read the one scripture that always coming and the Father is seeking those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. But the whole chapter Jesus is talking about water. Nothing about worship. Maybe, maybe, maybe all this time He was talking about worship. And it wasn't about the water. It was about worship. Maybe all this time He was talking about worship. And even though he was talking about water, he was bringing her out from dryness 
giving a revelation of coming out of dryness and he's telling her I'm taking you out of dryness and I'm putting wetness on you and I'm putting wetness on you I'm putting wetness on you I'm taking out of dryness and I'm putting wetness on you and now that you are wet now let me teach you about worship because you can never understand worship in the dryness of your life you can only understand worship when you are in the wetness of his word he turned her from dryness into wetness because the only the devil is attracted to dryness and the holy spirit is attracted to water the sound of rain falling down the holy spirit is attracted to water and all the whole time he was talking about water and the whole time he was explaining to her about water and he's saying give me a drink give me a drink and I wondered why he would say give me a drink I wondered why when he was on the cross he looked up to heaven and he said I thirst and I wonder why the son of God would say give me a drink I thirst you know why he was longing for worship because worship to the ears of God sounds like rain it sounds like rain and sometimes tonight you have to take your family and throw them in the shower and say just stand underneath the shower and let rain fall on you and let water fall on you and now that we are in a rainy season when it rains later on go and stand outside with your family and say Lord let it rain on me let it rain on me let it pour down on me melodies from heaven Lord because the Holy Spirit loves the water he loves the sound of rain and when you worship him to God's ears it's like the sound of rain and he loves to listen to rain you see when I give God praise he inhabits the praises of his people when I give God praise I give him a throne for him to sit on but my worship give God a wave that he can ride on and he rides on my worship he rides on a wave on my worship he rides on this wave on my worship and the waves are only created by water Water is worship. Water is worship. There's a rattle in the church from dryness to wetness. Sounds that have never been heard before are going to come out from this church. Praises that has never been praised before. I knelt down on my knees and I asked God, Lord, give me a word for this church that you have called me the shepherd. And the Lord gave me a word and he said, go tell my people that praises that has never praised God before, who have always kept silent, are going to throw their hands up and praise the king. Preachers who have never spoken the word of 
God before are going to speak the word and prophesy. Dry bones in the church are going to get wet and come alive. New dreams are going to awaken. It's a new season. New dreams are going to awaken and come alive. Dry bones are going to rise up and become an army from dryness to wetness. And the Lord spoke and said, go tell my people that a new thing is coming. A new thing is coming. It's not just a pandemic. It's going to be an outpouring of his breakthrough and his blessing to break forth and break out into the church. He's going to pour out a multiple blessings upon them that were healed the word of the Lord. And rain is going to pour down. I can hear the sound. It's a sound of the abundance of rain. Rain is going to pour down upon all flesh. The rain of his spirit. The rain of his glory. The rain of his anointing. The rain of his power. The rain of his glory is going to pour down upon all flesh. The rain of his garment is going to cover the church and fall upon all these people. In the name, mighty name of Jesus. And water is going to be poured out upon all the church. And his glory is going to be spoken and seen. Declares the word of the Lord upon this church. Upon this church. The reign of his glory. The reign of his glory. And this church is from dryness to wetness. And the Lord told me, be take heed, keep your eyes open to them that will praise me like never before. Them that will have a voice and will sing praises to me. Don't keep them silent. Put them on the stage. Give a shove a microphone in their hand and let them speak the word of the Lord because I have called them to sing in this church. And the Lord spoke a word and said, take heed to them that will have a word that will preach that will teach in this church and I will raise them up as people that will serve under you and will work with you and will preach my word who has a word in season that has never ever preached before like he struck Paul on the Damascus road take heed the word of the Lord said that he immediately went and started speaking the word of the Lord no teaching, no diploma, no degree immediately went and started preaching the word of the Lord because the Lord struck him right where he was. There's people in this church that God is going to strike right where you are and if you heed and if your ears are open and if your eyes are open, he's going to bless you and he's going to increase in you and multiply blessings and he's going to give you a word that nobody has ever heard before. Raka celebrated that says the word of the Lord for the people in this church. Sila. I'm closing with this. It says it was a valley. A valley of dry bones. Psalms chapter 23 verse 4 says, Though I walk through the valley 
of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. This is a valley of dry bones. And even though I'm in a valley, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. A valley speaks of hurt, speaks of pain, speaks of sickness, speaks of darkness, it speaks of sadness, it speaks of insecurities, it speaks of suicidal feelings. And in the midst of that valley, life began to rattle out of it. It doesn't matter what valley you're in, church. God says, love. Throw some water on yourself today. Go stand in the rain if you need to and say, God says love joy can come out of that hurt victory can come out of that pain peace can come out of that fear love can come out of that insecurity passion for life and vision can come out of that suicidal thoughts this is a season to speak and if you don't begin to speak and prophesy nothing is going to happen you will stay in that valley and nothing will happen happen and nothing will change it is time to speak to your dry bones and say from dryness to wetness from dryness to wetness from dryness to wetness I'm changing my life around I'm changing my perspective I'm changing my vision and I'm going from a dryness into wetness I dare every one of you that's watching me online right now. God bless you. Thank you for still staying with us. And everyone that is here, thank you for being here. Change your perspective. Change your life from a dryness to a wetness. All of you that are here right now, stand up to your feet, please. All of you that are watching at home, Get your whole family together and stand up to your feet and get the holy sacraments ready. I need mine, please. And get your sacraments ready. I know everybody online enjoyed the spot very much because we had a big glass full with grape juice and we had a big biscuit. Praise the Lord. We started our fast with the body and the blood of the Lord. We will break our fast with the body and the blood of the Lord. And this church, if you stand with me in agreement, if you stay with me church, I declare in the name of Jesus from this day forth, we will never be the same again. We will grow. We will change. It is never too late. And we will prosper. And blessings is going to enter into your home and into this church to your home in the name of Jesus. Throw your hands up. I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare a breakthrough, a breakout. 
and a break forth of your anointing and your word upon your people from dryness to wetness. I pray that this word has fallen on good ground and has multiplied blessings upon your people in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give you praise, I give you glory, and I give you honor, and I honor you for who you are. And I thank you for everyone that is watching online. I can see your chats, I can see what you're putting up. Thank you, thank you. God bless you. Everyone that is watching online, I declare a blessing to come into your home right now in the name of Jesus. I pray the witness of God's word, the witness of his glory, the witness, I pray a reign of his spirit, a reign of his glory to come into your home in the name of Jesus in a mighty way that your home will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus, I declare this Lord in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted and said, Amen and amen and amen. Please take Take your wafers in your hands.